Oh my god! It's time for Mansers! Oh yeah, we got the Mansers, baby! You want them? We got them. Mansers! I wasn't ready for the you want them? We got them. <laughs> we got them. Hello, and all you muff divers and misfits. Welcome to the Mansers, the toxic podcast for a better tomorrow, brought to you by two toxic machismos and one, permis- one person we promise who actually gives a shit. And who are we individually? There's no need to start that over. Roll with it. Let me introduce you. (laughs) They say God created the world in seven days. But when he created her, he needed extra PTO. Her voice is known from here to the Himalayas. And they say on a dark night, her light is so bright, it can guide wayward sailors home. She is Miss CTG. I'm going to give you applause. Oh, yeah. Wayward Sailors. Welcome. Hello, Star- Starboard Bound. <laughs> they say he's never been beaten from the break room to Bangladesh. His lightning quick <laughs> reflexes help defend the land and slay the merciless. His mighty warrior fingers have blessed the sticks for generations, and his defeats are rumored to be felt for generations more. He is a Super Smash brother. Is... Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Valor. He's been oh, bald man. since before he could breathe. His beard was woven together by the fates of destiny. And it's said that whenever he trims it, damsels across the universe become weak and are known to shed a tear for each hair slain. He is the legend known as b for there can be no other. Boom, 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 boom. And we are Mansers. You want them? We got them, Mansers, because when it comes to your problems in love and life, there's a perfect mansplanation for that. Yo, did you? Wow. Yo. Now, yeah. you know, alternative from the applause. This is a hype crowd. Here we go. For Black Oprah. <laughs> you guys haven't heard? You guys as haven't opposed, heard? As opposed What's to. What's her name? Young Miami <laughs> said she wanted to be the next Black Oprah. I would start with understanding that Oprah is already black, but that's okay. just maybe, my white opinion. Maybe that's what she's saying. Well, she said mm. in defense, I had to do something a little extra because I can't be like y'all basic bitches. Oh, no. that's what young Miami said. Yeah. So she did. She's like, she, you know, I had to do a little something extra. She did can't that, like y'all knowing that Oprah was black made her the upper echelon of rap. Not rap though. Not rap though. She's Diddy S. Oh, is she really dating that dude? They say they are dating and they are single. Right. Okay. They are that is their seeing label. each other, but they are not in a relationship. And I, I can respect that. I feel like that's valid. That's mm-hmm. valid. We know valid. that we know that it you is know valid. that you feel that way. There's no question in our minds that you felt that way. Also, if I was Diddy in Young Miami, I would still be open to fucking everybody too. Damn. Like, yeah. Well, I. Let's, how you really feel, let's be honest. Diddy's the winner in that situation because Young Miami's gorgeous. 
Diddy's she? fat. She not that, not the, they say they what they say, money make you handsome. And that what yeah. they say. Diddy's yeah. just so fucking out of my way. That's a rust song. And if you're listening, Puff Diddy, uh Puff Diddy. I won't apologize if I meet you in real life. And if you could take Mansers to the next level, we wouldn't even let you. <laughs> yes, we would. Back, 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 back. Because you don't know who people know who people know. Okay. Fine. Two notches. You don't know Fine. how many degrees of separation are between us and Diddy. Fine. But I promise you, they're smaller than you think. They're less. I apologize, Father Diddy. I mean, you ain't got to apologize. I'm just saying, just you know, like let's not look a potential gift horse in the mouth. Okay. Yeah, okay, fine. All right. Never understood that. Yo, I was literally just about to say the same thing. As you just said it, what does that even mean? What the fuck is a gift horse? Well, I mean, you guys know all these adages come from like yay ancient times. Like, we'll say, we'll say say pioneer era. I don't know what What time. Yo, gift horse. What is a gift horse? Because, man, like, I'm going to totally go off the cuff here and make this up. I will 100% make this up, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with along the lines of giving horse along the lines of dowry. Like when you're giving your daughter away or something like that, you are giving a horse as well. And uh, it's not polite to look that horse in the mouth and check it out to see if it has any. That horse could be a lemon, but that's your lemon now. Can't take it to Carfax. Carfax, be a potential sponsor of this show, FYI. Carfax, you know I wrote your proposal. Write me back. You're probably listening to this right now. You would like to hear what Google says. Yeah. Okay. Of course. The idiom itself stems from the practice of determining a horse's age from looking at its teeth. It would be rude to receive a horse for your birthday and immediately examine its mouth in front of the person who gave it to you. That's what we're trying to figure out the value of your gift. Uh, what is this, a uh, 2017 Colt or? Uh, so I, so it, here comes my knowledge of this. With horses, their teeth kind of work like the rings of a uh, of a tree. A tree. So it what? goes from it goes from the front ones and then outward. The older that they get, the more rings come around as they go back up. And you can huh? see them. Their teeth are so thick that you can see them. Uh, you can see the rings. So starting from the front teeth going outward and backwards, wow. they'll get more rings and that'll determine how old they are. Like literal rings on mm-hmm. the tooth. Yeah, but like they're discolored. So like they'll be like yellower in the middle and shit like that. Yeah. Well that's, you're that's, welcome. that's where I that's America. where I know, I know about horses. But not so you just horses. you just brought it all together for us. You just wrapped it all Damn. up in a bow. Yeah. Here we Educational go. Educational. Fucking the smartest podcast on, on podcast. Welcome, America Amen. and beyond. Guys, what did we think last week? We had a we had a guest last episode. What did we think? That was pretty fun, right? That was so fun. It was yeah. really nice to have the balance of a, a feminine perspective. Although we did have a difference, I don't remember exactly where it was, but I do recall she and I parted ways for a moment. But outside of that, it was. <laughs> We are the most balanced podcast in the Audible universe, so it's it's understood that something will happen for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, I loved we are. it. I, I think it was um, one to hear a different perspective, but also uh, a professional perspective. 
in the in the realm in which we you know we we talk our shit just based off our experiences to have somebody who actually goes in and for a living uh tries to get people to see through what could be their own challenges and the things that we talk about and just knowing that she listens to what we speak on and enjoys what we have conversations like makes me feel like we're doing the lord's work here yes we are yes we are i was probably no, my no favorite yeah yeah the good jesus good jesus christ I was uh, G- I was glad it just it, it just flowed and it, you know what get your jeebus in you got it, <laughs> you got it? She, she was trying not to spit the water hot takes <laughs> I was I was more concerned that she was drinking it like this <laughs> you saw that why, why is your hand at the bottom of the bottle I don't know because I was trying to open it and then I just didn't feel like moving my hand after I opened it that's all okay. I don't know. This is a safe place. It's you calling me out, though. Like, you could have just let that shit cook. You could have let it ride. practice. She's no, had practice no on goblets, 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 and goblets. Hey, I think we should do goblets. an episode next week drunk. In the middle oh, of my day. Oh, God, yes. I won't, uh, I, I probably won't partake in drinking, but I'll have a massive edible, and I'll just be, I can't. Okay. <clears throat> I'm an older human. And uh, your body stops accepting certain things when you get in your 30s, and uh, alcohol is not a fan of. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, again, we're going to let him cook on that. All right. Um, Okay, buddy. I I went out for the first time in a while on Saturday. Yeah. And I went out, out. And one of my boys was throwing a party at a club. Like his girl was throwing a party, so he was supporting her. So we were supporting him. And, uh, I danced for like seven hours. I don't even know. I danced from like ten thirty, ten thirty at night to fucking my ass off. from ten thirty to four o'clock in the morning. Right? Nah, it wasn't that. They had, my just, man was just, 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 just dance. R and B. He played R and B, rap, <laughs> old school R and B, reggae, okay. old school reggae, Afro beats. They had three DJs that. Play, they had the best set I've ever heard in my life at any club. Damn, I love a good DJ. And it was so, but they were so great that I didn't know that there were three of them until and they they were taking times doing sets. And then at the end of the night, I was like, that wasn't the guy that was DJing. And they they were just they switched in the middle of their sets. Nice. It was just fucking fantastic. But I got home at six, and it took me a solid two days to catch up on sleep. <laughs> Listen, I'm still catching up from last week. I had my art exhibit, which was why part of the reason why we didn't have a show, uh, new episode last week, y'all. So thank you for your patience and thank y'all for your flexibility. We missed um, you too. So I did that. And then I hosted a show right after the opening exhibit. Like I was the host on the stage with the mic. Hey, so it was a up? lot of that. And then Saturday was dinner en blanc, dîner en blanc. Here in Atlanta, and so it was the all-white bougie uh, experience that I needed it to be. But it was a lot of planning for that. And then I worked a double Sunday, so I mm. basically slept all day Monday, half of yesterday. <laughs> I feel that. I could go take another nap right now. So I feel you. I, I feel you. Is I went to a bachelor's party weekend this weekend, a very tame one, but it was a lot of fun. But it was my first time really not drinking and being okay with it. And, uh, it was a different experience. Like I just, I get insane heartburn and it's just no longer worth it to take Zantax or Pepto-Bismol's just to find, you know, keep up. And like, 
with my metabolism, I have to drink a lot more to try and get drunk. And like, by the time I yeah. get there, it, it's just, it's never been one of my go-tos It's not my fun and my body hates it. So edible mm. though. And I was like, Oh, this is a lot of fun. Like it was, you know, it was, it was downtown Athens and we were going to all the bars. You were in the ATH. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. was great. I was there for the Kent state game. Got to stay on the bridge, watch the field. It was amazing. Uh, and then, you know, we went out to downtown Athens and that is a place I have only known drunk, uh, during the nighttime on weekends. I have have never been down there sober, uh, in my life, but you know, I had a good time, man. I was drinking waters and, but I had a great edible with me and I was still having just as much fun as I feel like I would have. And I was zero hangover the next day. Unlike everybody else who was. And that's where you win. You know what's funny? Why is the University of Georgia calling me right now? Gotta Shut up. They, they heard their name. Um, sorry. That was they can start job. paying us back for the tuition money by sponsoring yep. our show. You feel me? <laughs> Quick question for you guys. Yo. Quick question. Do you check your partner's phone? Either your current partner or when you're in a relationship. Do you check your partner's phone? What do you mean by check, first of all? You know what he means like, by check. Go through somebody's phone. Yeah, I I think that's the more or, extreme example. But do you like look on their screen when they're doing it? Do you like actively like? Do you ever snoop around? Do you mm-hmm. do you like like you know what I'm saying like catch a like you know a side eye while they're while they're going through it? You know what I'm saying like you push your head back further on the pillow so you can kind of see what's going on in the peripheral. Do you has do done you this before? I was um, like, because you know all the tricks right now. Um. Okay, I have an so imagination, you doofs. In my in my youth, <laughs> I was a phone checker because I also was just in a relationship where there was not a lot of trust, which you know, in and of itself is a bad thing. Um, what I learned though is that when you go looking, you always gonna find what you're looking for. Confirmation so bias. Now I do not do that. Caveat, I'm just a nosy person in general. So when people pull out their phones, no matter who it is, he could be a stranger. I'm always peeking, a, sneaking a peek. I'm not even gonna right. lie. I'm not gonna pretend. Right. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh no, I know." Mm-mm. Like I will just be like, "I'll give him a little," <laughs> but I don't go. I don't actively, you know, be like, "Oh, let me see what you're doing. Let me try to sneak and get your passcode." No, that that just is a recipe for disaster. And so, um, if I feel like I need to do that, that's the clear sign for me that it's time to go. That's yeah. how I feel about it now. Yeah. I feel I like, used yeah. to. But yeah. I, it might really? have Why are you saying really? I feel like everyone. No, no, it is. You just, you give like. The nonchalant stuff. Yeah. 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 That's me now. For sure. Okay. Like I don't, I don't look anymore. Cause I'm just like, whatever. Like if you're cheating on me, like, all right, bro. It's, I'll be more disappointed than anything. So like, and that's why I think I don't care anymore because it's just like, all right. If they're going to, once I find out, I'll just be like, oh, well, that sucks. But I used to be like so concerned, maybe because I was cheating all the time. Right. Mm. There it is. So, you know, I had, to, I had to have the understanding on, you know, if you knew what were you doing. And it was like, it was just me. I was, I was cheating all the time. So maybe that was the case. That's but, definitely the case. I never found, I never found anything. <laughs> That is one hundred percent the case. <laughs> I, I never found anything. I've never found anyone to be actively cheating on me. Ever. Wow, good for you, man. 
So you were literally just doubling back, making sure they weren't doing the same thing that you were doing. Almost, right. I would say, unless they tell me, almost every girl that I've ever dated was loyal to me, at least to our relationship. Damn. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Have you grown through those trust issues? Uh, yeah, I went to therapy. I didn't yeah, trust. Yeah. So, like, the first time I went to therapy, John, <laughs> the we first time that. I went to we therapy, love that word. like, love trying that to understand um, my mistrust for women, they, like, the therapist spoke to me through... Uh, my mistrust of my mother and my mistrust of uh, like my foster mothers. And they were like, you know, your first experience of love is supposed to come from your mom. And that's a woman. And when that doesn't happen, you, you know, I just identified my, I, or just didn't trust women as a whole. So I had no trust for women. And so mm. I just did what I was going to do with the idea that they were going to do what they were going to do, regardless mm. of if they were good or bad. So, uh, once she said that, though, I was like, oh, shit, I can see how that works because, you know, I, I don't really fuck with my moms and then all my foster mothers were terrible. So I was like, oh, shit. But once I mm. found out what it was and that it wasn't just me, like, I could have some control of it. Like, to me, the reason why therapy is so great is because it unlocks different things in you. Now, and then you can do what you want or need to do with the information that you get out of it that you couldn't figure out yourself. Because I would never have guessed that that was my issue. Mhm. Mhm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I you already know me. I I don't check. If I I agree with Miss CTG, if I have to, then I'm already at that point where I don't trust you, so I don't necessarily need confirmation. I'm really I've been really active in my like mid thirties about listening to my instinct and like really, really owning that. Cause I've found so many times my instinct was right. And I just overthought it. And now I'm just like, if I feel it, let's have a conversation and maybe some other stuff will come up, but I'm not gonna, I don't like snooping. I don't really like doing secret type stuff. (laughs) Um, I'm just not into it. And like, I have been snooped on and, to the point where even like I sent a DM and she, my person, I don't know. I don't know how to define what the relationship was at that point. I sent a DM and my person called me and was threatening to kick me out by the time I got back. And, you know, it was just like, so it wasn't even snooping. Cause like I was at a bar away. The person was home and she found the message live it was going through probably suspecting that's what i was gonna do so like i came later to find out that um i guess i left my uh i didn't have a i guess a password on my computer at the time or like a pen number or anything like that and uh was very trustworthy of this girl and at to be perfectly clear we were single at the time you know we were both single and not in a relationship so that's why i'm that's why i'm hesitant i don't know how to define it but it was like that kind of in between phase where you're trying to figure out is this something that we're gonna we're seeing each other yeah and uh but they oh man she (laughs) she she went on my computer and was like in my instagram in my twitter in my facebook and just scouring nonstop and like new and i was just like but I didn't know she was on my computer. And then that, that's how she was doing it at the time. And it just, 
it rocked me. I never felt so betrayed in my life. Like you're spying on me. And then you tell me you feel amorous feelings towards me at the same time. And those, mm. those don't mix. Like, how do you love me, but you don't trust me and you, you're betraying it's, me, but yelling at me for possible. doing something. It's very possible to love somebody and not trust them. And it is the worst feeling in the world. With, oh, with my daughter, sucks. With my daughter's sucks. mother, definitely. She caught me though. Yeah, uh, I was doing wrong, so like it, you know, it, it was what it was. But she, she had no reason to check. She was one of those where like <laughs> because <laughs> you say that, but clearly no, she you, had a reason. She no, no, played no, no. it off until you went to. Let me tell you something. Women will play the long game, and I, they will let, let, let you, you. As as much as I used to cheat. I know how good I am at hiding it. Like I, like I know, like I've, like I've only been like caught twice, and I've cheated on almost every girl I've ever been with in my life. I've only been caught yeah, twice. Yeah, but you may be hiding the physical evidence, but energy don't lie, baby. That is so true. Nah, I mean, it was, I don't, I don't know, because I don't. Nah. Men suck at hiding cheating. Can we agree to that? Really Men are terrible really at hold hiding. On, hold on, let me tell you how she Dead caught me. Ass. Let me tell you how she caught me. Uh, we were in a one. We were in a one bedroom apartment, and it was a pre-war apartment, <laughs> right? For y'all don't know, uh, especially for in a shoebox, okay? No, no, it was a, it was a big apartment. It was a big one bedroom, like huge ceilings and everything like that, like the light bulbs. Oh, like, huge we, ceilings! It, I love a high ceiling. Could you crawl on the ceiling and live up there? Yeah, bro. The ceilings are so high, like, and it took so long for the landlord to come <laughs> that we just bought. We just bought lamps when the lights went out because it was too hard to change the light bulb. Fucking Spider-Man up there in the corner. So, and then the room. wife sticking to the wall. <laughs> and so the, 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 the building is pre-war building, which means it has a bomb shelter in the bottom of it, and they don't really do construction within there. So the bedroom had one uh, outlet because that's how old. Oh, yeah. Are. Those pre-war buildings are like, terrible for that. Yeah. So they have one outlet. So we used to charge our phones and shit in the kitchen because we had the TV and, you know, we already had one, um, what's the thing called? A, uh, Vita, what's the thing called? No, it's a TV? Yeah. A TV remote. Surge protector. Surge protector. Surge protector. Yes. Thank you, Miss CTG. I should have asked your ass. A steam. So I used to put my iPod in the... And this is back when iPods could only, like, they could do Safari and shit, but you need a Wi-Fi. I used to put my iPod in the kitchen and charge it up. And one day she just came in spazzing. And she's like, oh, because I used to send it. I would cheat by sending it through email so that you wouldn't find it, right? It was only on my iPod. I didn't, we didn't have a computer. So it was on went, my iPod. So she went searching through my iPod. And I was oh, like, shit. I was like, how the fuck? Like, why'd you even go through my iPod? And she's like, oh, I needed to check my email. And I was like, well, motherfucker, you went through the sent ones. <laughs> there was no reason for you to go through that. Yeah, that shit was wild. Let me tell you something. Is she never knew why you checked your emails on the iPod to begin with. And then one day she found the reason that she needed to check why you were checking your emails on no, the iPod. Th- you know, this was back, this was in 2008, 2007. She didn't, I didn't have a computer or we did have a computer and. Like nobody was like getting emails like that, so it was on your your iPod Touch. That shit was the most convenient way to check your email. But you just said it right there. No one was getting emails like that. So why do you need to check yours on the iPod? That's why I'm asking her. I don't know. She fucking went in the kitchen and did it behind my back. Don't fuck you off of me. Right. All you right. Like I did it. She went in the kitchen 
That's why I put it. That's why I was saying that. were offended that she went through your shit when you were doing and found that let, you were doing it. Let me say something. That's the wildest thing. That's not even the that's 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 caught. Even, their first thing is, you went through my stuff? Okay. Yes, bitch. Because you are fucking that's not even the worst time. That's not even the worst time that she went through my you stuff. Violate me, okay. The worst time she went through my stuff was oh, um, October two thousand nine. Oh my right? god! Yeah. I think he still remembers the month. You know why? Scalded from my, these memories. It was, it, was two, it was two months after my. It was in, it was a month after my daughter was born. That's why I remember. Um, yeah. Okay. I got stabbed. I got stabbed. Right. I got oh stabbed. I got I got stabbed twice. I got into a fight I'm with this sorry dude. for laughing. Domestic violence is not a joke. I feel no, no, she, didn't, she didn't stab me. So oh. you know, after work, after work, we used to we used to go play football, right? So we got off of work, uh, and then we all went to go play football, and we we're at this park in Queens and we're playing. And then I noticed some dudes on the sideline; they're watching, and it's not, you know, that's not gonna be the first thing is that they're gonna rob us. It's it's like we're playing. Eight on eight, and we're I'm I'm the I'm a small guy, but I'm a muscular guy. The rest of everybody is bigger than me, and these three dudes are watching us. And so we, I was like, "Yo, y'all know them? They're standing pretty close to our stuff." And then they grabbed our shit and ran. And I gave chase, caught him, got in a fight, beat the dude up, started walking away. My boy's like, "Yo, you good?" I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah, I'm good. Look at him. He knocked out fucking big dog. I felt amazing, right? Because I, I really whooped his ass." Saw my knee. I was like, God damn, that's a lot of blood. What the fuck happened to my leg? Boy stabbed me in my leg. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. So, they told me, so as soon as I saw it, I was like, I felt all the pain. Like it, it was the acknowledgement of it, made it yeah. real. Then I felt the pain. I said, Oh shit. So I, I fucking fell. They picked me up, put me in the back of the car, and start racing, running red lights, get them to the hospital. I get to the hospital. I can't get out the car. I'm losing so much blood. I couldn't move. They picked me up. They holding me, walking me into the hospital, running with me, blood trailing everywhere. Nurse is like, what happened? I was like, this, this man stabbed me. You know, I'm also in the zone of I can't snitch. So I'm just like, yo, some dude stabbed me. Right? I can't snitch. Some buffoon. Yeah, some dude just stabbed me. And then she's like, okay, we got two stab ones. I was like, nah, I think he only got me once. She's like, sir, look at your arm. I look at my arm. Fucking big ass. Oh, my, my God. God. It's. So I'm, I, when she said that, I said, oh, shit, <laughs> the, the pain hit my arm now. Now I'm hurting in my leg and my arm. And then he nicked me on my inner thigh. Um, so I mind you, I'm bleeding out. Somebody go get goes to get uh, my daughter's mom because it's like, yo, we don't know what's going to happen. So one of my boys drives to her to the house. She used to work with me, too. So they already knew her number, picks up, comes back to the house. I'm, in the, I'm laying on a stretcher. I'm talking to one of my boys. I'm like, yo. I'm so like tight, all this happened. I'm like, niggas got my phone, they got my wallet. And he's like, nah, we got your phone back. And I think Mecca's here. Oh shit, I didn't mean to say that. I think Mecca's here. Let's go get <laughs> yeah, it's too late. Once I, I, I already said it once. Max it was over too it. Late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then uh he said, Oh, we gave her your phone. She finna bring it to you. I said, Ow, go get up, go get my phone right now. <laughs> Man, she went through my phone before she even got into the hospital room. You didn't have a, a lock on that thing. I had a I had a lock on it, mind you. This is after she forgave me, right? So I so after that I started putting a lock on, but because back in then there was no, uh, you only had you had to put your passcode in for your for your iPhone. <laughs> you didn't have like fingerprint scanner and shit like that. So it got annoying to have to keep doing it. So whenever I was at work and she 
I wasn't with her. I just take the passcode off and then put it back on when I got home. Oh, because wow. they, because I took it off that day, and then they had stole it. I didn't get to put it back on. And then, mm. like my boys found where they dumped it at after I started fighting them. So then they gave it to, walked in the room holding the kid, and just went off on me. I forgot this whole gruesome story had to do with getting caught cheating. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I was, I did. I've totally forgot. The fact that he Bro, still didn't she stop walked doing in the, She though. walked in the room. Uh, I did not. She walked in the room and started spazzing. She's like, I'm leaving. Blah, blah. She probably like, punched it, you in your caught, stab wounds. Nah, it caused me so Some much. Lemon like, juice in that shit. Bro, I got so much anxiety. The blood started squirting out like a movie. I just started <laughs> shooting across the room. It was like, I was like, I yeah. didn't think that that really happened. But when you get stressed out, the blood flows faster and it just starts spraying out everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. She's like, I'm leaving. I'm taking the kid. Sounds I'm out of like here. really shitty superpower. Yeah. I was like, and, and the, the first question I asked, I was like, before you came to see me, you went through my phone? <laughs> She was waiting for the perfect opportunity. Bro, he got stabbed. Where is bro, he in the hospital? Mind you, right, I'll be there in thirty minutes. Even came into the room. Like as soon as she got to the hospital, she went through my phone immediately. Duh! I, I was so perplexed. I was like, "Bro, you didn't even come to see if I was all right first, and then you went to my phone." No, that's in- fair. That's like your priorities. It's like at that point. Yeah, y'all needed to be complete. Because the fact that she was more concerned with confirming her suspicions <laughs> of your infidelity than your well-being, it's time for the, the relationship to be complete. Yeah. For sure. I was really upset about that. Wow. Thank God you changed. Yeah. <laughs> Not immediately. But <laughs> eventually. <laughs> but eventually. Not for therapy. Shout Yikes. out to therapy. It was after that. that No, it was another girlfriend after that. that then I went to therapy. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. So this was a good starter question. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like that's the episode. Thanks, guys. This was great. It was a quick question, and that one carried us 15 minutes. Yeah, you know, that's a topic. Do what I do. That's a subtopic. <laughs> Subreddit. Yeah, Who wants to go you. first? I'll go. Um, I always like going first. You know me. Selfish. <laughs> Go ahead, Israel. Selfish. Lawyer. Pleasure yourself. Um, so my question is simply this for, for our listeners and for, for you two beautiful beings. How mm-hmm. much does your parents' approval matter in your dating life? I mean, Oof. granted, it's I think it's a little different now because we're older. Uh, so I don't know if anyone's approval really matters all that much. But does your parents' approval matter when you're dating? Or... Deciding to marry, become fiance, become engaged, and not have a fiance. Does that does your parents matter in what they think of your significant other? Hmm. I, Missy, did you do mind if I, if Take I, it. thank Take you. Take it away, buddy. Uh, my dad, no, Mister Three Wives, Seven Kids, <clears throat> no. I was never consulted for the second or third marriage about who he was marrying you definitely don't get consultation about who I'm dating. Uh, yeah. Keep in mind also listeners, I've pretty much dated outside of my race since your boy could get it up. Uh, and so that's a huge thing only because it's the South. I come from a family of heavily Republican kind of conservative people uh, whom I love, by the way, uh, 
Conservative, <laughs> conservative Republican, not that other R word. <laughs> conservative Republican. Um, I will say my mom matters to an extent. Um, because at the end of the day, my mom's side of the family, we are close as a unit. Like we spend Christmas together. We rent out a house in Myrtle Beach nowadays. It used to be we all gathered at my grandma's place or like switched houses, but like that much is a unit. And part of that is like every year, two days before Christmas on the 23rd, we celebrate buzzing cousins where all the cousins just get ripped and go out together. And now that's like oh, you're been missed that this year, huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry well, no, I'll be there. I'll just be high and by kind of buzzed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll be flying above. But what I love about our family is I feel like even though we weren't like the top priority, the people who were being married to and added on to our family got along with everybody. So I, I don't think it's so much of an approval that's necessary, but I do have, I had it in my mind that I wanted my partner to be somebody that can fit in with that dynamic and add on. Not that I need approval or like this person's good for you. They will challenge this. No, the bottom measurement is do I love this person? Do they make me happy? And are they good for me? Yes. And I'm the only one who has to answer that question. It's a bonus though, that I consider like my sister's opinion because they do matter to me and they've been there for me after all the previous relationships have failed and they've been there with me through my whole life and I don't want to add stress. And then I also to know what it's like when you marry someone or you're, you know, like you just, you know, when you, you got that family member who's got the boyfriend or the girlfriend that's just a piece of shit and just does not <laughs> make anything fun and is a total like soul suck. Um, okay. I don't like those. I don't like those. So no, I don't need their approval, but I do like it if they get along because it's, it's ideal. It's ideal. Okay. okay. Miss CTG. Um, well, my mom is dead. So that part, I don't know why I like to do that. Sometimes you so, ask stuff and I'm I, like, oh, well, she's dead. And it's, it doesn't. And I don't know why. Because you're numb to the pain and you yeah, love I do to it startle it's people. Absolutely false. I'm definitely not numb to it at all. But it's just one of those things. I get that it. I, like, I do can't it too. Be, you know, it's, you can't. People are so weird around death in the first place um, that, I don't um, that sometimes it's just funny. It's it's yeah. funny. Anyway. No, I get it. I get it. When she was alive, um, her opinion mattered to the extent that, like, you're my mom. I love, I love you. I respect you. Did it change my actions or my dating? No. Um, it gave me more to think about, you know, like, because she was never like, I forbid you or anything like that. But um, she definitely, there was one. Um, oh, the ex whose phone I went to, you know, she was just like, what are you doing with this joker? Um, so, you know, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't incorrect. Um, my dad, I was going to introduce that guy to my dad. And then I never did because I felt like I couldn't stand on the relationship and I didn't mm. even want to bring that that to my dad you know what I'm saying mm. it's like if I 
the next man that I introduce to my dad is going to be like my husband because it's just there's a level of respect that I have for him that like I'm not gonna bring him no fool lolly. Yeah. You know, like I'm not yeah. even gonna like he not even it's it's he's not even gonna know a name until until there's something serious. And it's not out mm-hmm. of like, oh, my dad would disown me. Like it it's none of that. It's almost it's really just like a respect thing for him. Like you gonna you you only need to meet the husband. That's it. You don't even mm-hmm. don't even waste your time with anybody else. That's that's kind of um how it is. And so I guess his approval does matter in that sense, but also he's only going to get the chance to approve one time. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's yeah. that's where I'm at. I, uh, my parents have never been involved in any of my dating. My father wouldn't have been involved anyway. My father, my father's dead too. Uh, <laughs> so he's probably involved he's now as a dead. ghost. Yeah, as, he's a ghost. Dead. He's ghosting. <laughs> Not Bill Cosby. Watching, he's watching from afar. Uh, which is perverted, pops. Chill out. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so my dad, um, he, I don't think he ever cared about relationship stuff for any of us. Just like was like, yo, take care of yourself. No matter what, take care of you. If you gotta, if you gotta deal with a girl, make sure she give she you getting that money from her so you she, so you can take care of you. Yeah, I forgot your dad is yeah. was a pimp. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he wasn't ever gonna say anything. Like I introduced him to like two girls, and he was just like, "You like it? All right. Well, what you getting from her? my mother? <laughs> my mother and I uh, never been told. <laughs> I've never gotten used to that. <laughs> what you getting from her? my mother? I don't think my mother's ever been involved in a relationship past me being a teenager. Mm. Uh, mm. And even then, I was like 14. And she fucking, she fucking snitched on me. I was lying. Yeah, I was lying to this girl to, to date her. She was a year older than me. Uh, and I was like, yo, I'm about to turn 15. And she was already 15. And she walked in my house on my birthday. And my mother was making a cake. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I'm about to be 15. My mother looked her dead in the face and said, that boy lying to you. He 14. I said, you fucking asshole. (laughs) She broke up with me right then and there. Because you were goofy for that. You were goofy. Yeah, Why would you uh, even bring her on your birthday? You goofy for that. It's not like I brought her. We lived in the same building. She lived on the fifth oh. floor. I lived on the fourth oh, floor. Okay. She came to my house. But it was just like, bro, what's up with you, dog? And from that point forward, I was like, I can't fuck with you no more. And I mean, she we don't I don't speak to her at all. I haven't spoken to her in years. So yeah, for me, it, it doesn't matter. I also don't care about what someone else's parents thinks of me. So like I hmm. I don't have the whole have the need to ask your pops for your permission. Like I don't care if he gives me permission. Fuck, he gonna do if I if I actually marry you. Like that's right. how my mind works. I know it's traditional mm-hmm. and, and like people enjoy to do it and they think it's a respect thing. But I also think that um, you already had your life, homie. This is her life. This is her decision to make. Right. Your opinion and this doesn't matter. I feel that way about me. I have a daughter and I would and. Yeah, I I believe I feel that way. I would ask my daughter, "Are you happy?" Then you do what you need, want to do, and what you need to do. 
that does not involve me anymore. But I and I feel that way about other people. Yeah. Don't don't do it like can I also add that that's probably why I've always been afraid to date outside of my race? Because I've I've always looked at it like like I and I might when I say I'm outside my race, even for like Spanish folks, I I've never dated a Spanish girl in my life. None of that. But like Are for, you just Spanish or you just speak Spanish? I'm, I'm classic black. Okay. Because the Generation way you said even even for Spanish as if there was because that was Spanish also people, a part of you. No. Because some cause some Spanish people identify as black and others don't. So you gotta Oh, like the Dominican. Yeah. Which Israel is loose leaf Dominican. Like we found out. Like he's, <laughs> he's lightweight, he's lightweight Dominican. Dominican. If anything, I'd be circle of honor. <laughs> right. Um, right. But like white white women, like no white women's ever approached me for dating anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But like what are they? I would I in the back of my head I would be she's like, kidding. Oh, she's cool and obviously she likes black dudes, but like what the fuck about her family? I gotta deal with that. And I wouldn't want to. And if your pops disrespect me, I honestly will tell you I will fuck him up right then and there. I ain't I don't give a shit if he your father. I'll be his ass, he ever accept out of line. Your hmm. brothers too. Go get them. They get everybody can get their ass whooped. But that's my thought process. All right. Israel is particularly violent today. Yeah. And we lost video. And we lost video. He was like, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Fuck this whole podcast. I'm out of here. One sec. Oh my goodness. I don't even like, I don't bring anybody home though. I'll say that like friends. Sure. I'll introduce people like I'm, I'm dating maybe to my friends, but like, I don't bring, mm-hmm. I don't bring it. We have to be in a relationship and I have to like, and I don't even get in a relationship unless I see something long-term there. That's the mm-hmm. only way you're going to be brought home. And we have to have been together exactly. for like a few months before you make it to that round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. What about you? Um, yeah, I haven't brought anybody home in a while. <laughs> wow. What's and, going on there? Well, um, you know, just like I said, it's got to be it's it's got to be something that makes sense that's really like, yeah, you're going to be here. Right. And I'm I'm going to do this with you. And, um, yeah, that hasn't been, that might be my shit. It could just be me. It might be me feeling like, yeah, no, I'm not ready. I think that might be part of it. Um, but also just, you know, nobody's quite hit that mark yet. That's like, I'm confident that you're going to that I'm going to keep you around. I was like, that's honestly, I have to say, I'm going to keep you around. I've met other people. I've met their families and they love me, but it just don't go vice versa. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's that. <laughs> well, Atlanta is a hell of a, a dating scene ever. Like, I know it's, it's impossible to find a relationship in New York. Cause like it's a candy store for everybody. You can have whatever you want on both sides. Atlanta, whatever you like. Atlanta is different. I feel bad for women in Atlanta because it just seems like a nightmare dating scenario here. Just because I think it's what you get, what you give. You know, like it's so weird because people ask me, I was like, "Uh, "How do you like dating in Atlanta?" I'm like, "It's fine." Like I don't feel like I attract anybody who has been 
horrible. It's more about like compatibility and longevity. You know what I'm saying? But like, I haven't attracted this nightmare situation. Yes, in my 20s, but you know, in your 20s, you you make, you know, less. Can I, can less I ask something that might seem taboo? Sure. Well, it's not even taboo. Do you think that the dating scene in Atlanta <clears throat> is a little bit more difficult for women because of the population, right? Just the ratio of straight men to actual women for, for heterosexual relations, right? Because there's so many, uh, like, homosexual relationships that now you're left with, like, the bottom of the barrel dudes. Right. <laughs> no! That's such a weird thing. Like, <laughs> to, I so? mean, I, get, I know it's like a stereotype, but I don't think you're left with the bottom of the barrel men. You well, know what I'm saying? Because there's also an equally large number of uh, homosexual women in Atlanta. And so oh. to me, it feels like it balances out. And it's just the. Okay. <laughs> so random. To me, it feels like it balances out. And I also just feel like I don't live in a scarcity mindset. So I'm never, like, even no matter how you try to describe it, like, sure, I understand the numbers, but I also feel like when you're energetically in the space that you're ready to have to attract the thing that you want and to be the thing that you are looking for as well, you'll find it. So I'm not really worried, you know, like I'm getting to that space now where I'm like, okay, I do think, you know, it's, it's husband time. And so I'm shifting myself energetically and I don't have any doubts that when I'm ready, he will appear or he will it, it might already be somebody who is around and they'll just tighten up. I don't know. I don't know. If I was no. single in Atlanta, I would clean up down here. Um, let me tell you that. I would destroy the city and leave nothing behind. Because, because To what end? To what end? Because I feel like I'm in a very small percentage of, if I was actually single, of actually single, actually straight man. Because yeah, but if you're also actually about some shit, you're still going to have the same experience because there's a lot of ain't shit women in Atlanta also. So you would clean yes. up, but what are you cleaning up? Goofies? Yeah. Or are you cleaning vaginas. up? Vaginas. I would be scrubbing vaginas from See, the then inside. You ain't shit. So then you're part of the Listen, We out here for the cheeks only, homie. Yeah, did you assume when I said I would clean Atlanta out that relationship wise no like i would just be a serial i mean sometimes yeah. figure out so basically you said you'd be a hoe you'd be out here being i would a hoe be but i would also know that the numbers were in my favor is in that, that winning though like but who uh, hell yeah, yes it is without yes. this it's absolutely winning you ever fuck two chicks in one day differently <laughs> no or, oh my god it's amazing oh, uh, god go bless go home feeling like a champ you, yeah. you're in the shower like uh, yeah Man, like you just won game but seven. Do just... either of those? Okay, that can I can see that. Do like do the chicks give a fuck about you, or are you just like why would I care that they used to get a nut? Care. I have never, never cared if a girl <laughs> liked me. <that> I... <laughs> never. So bad for y'all. Why? I still experience. Feels love. like you're just missing oh, out no, on I, a fundamental no. piece of the experience. Um, I. Like, disagree with Israel on this? Condition to think that that's like winning. I weaponized the nut. 
I made it my sole focus that I was going to make you have such a good time. It was going to make it impossible for you to forget me or want to be with someone else. And then when I have the luxury of not wanting to be with you, I had all the cards. But the nut was always going to be there. Yes, that's called weaponizing the nut for those of you I that were listening. I, I would be. I made them come okay so good it. and so regularly. Say la vie. Toxicity mm-hmm. for me. We are the toxic podcast for a better tomorrow. <laughs> that's why I am engaged to be married to one woman for the rest of my life. Oh, golly. You know, going back to the actual question, though, for a second, because somebody brought up. I, I will say this. Uh, Insane. I did ask for the blessing before I got engaged. And it was not my fiance's uh, first choice. She was of the mindset like she didn't need certain people's permission, nor as a woman did she feel like she wanted to be, feel like she's somebody's property for them to give away in that sense. And uh, it was a little like a small source of tension between us. But my explanation was like, listen, as a man, I was doing this for me. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm very big on setting the tone and I'm really big on respect. And it's even if to say, I'm not looking for their permission. I'm just letting them know, Hey, I'm the one who's going to be in her life. Now I'm the one who's going to be taking care of her. And like, I want us to be on communication terms. And I want you to know that I'm a person I'm here and that I'm worthy of taking care of her, whether you approve of me or not, just man to man, I'm coming to you. And then, you know, I, I, I asked. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, like I, I asked her father, but I asked, I asked her father out of just tradition. And I guess in my own selfish way, I'll admit it was, it was probably selfish, but like, I don't, I don't want to have any questions about that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to invite any kind of energy like that into the relationship. Like everybody's on the same accord and you know who I am, you know what I represent and you know my values when I'm doing that. I asked her father just because I guess selfishly, it had always been a lifelong dream of mine when I got engaged that that was a conversation I was going to have, you know, and I've seen my now brother-in-laws do the same thing with my dad. It was more important to receive it. He received it well. I was not worried about her father at all, but that was like because he wasn't the blessing I needed or wanted. If anything, it was like the men in her life that she was really close to. And those were the ones that made me nervous. You know what I mean? Because like I know how much they care about her and that's the one that mattered. Not to say that her dad doesn't. Right. But it's like it's a you know, I don't want to give too much of her business, but it was important to me. So there's that. Hmm. When they I can when see they told where you, she's coming from though. Mm-hmm. I told you yes. Or when they gave their blessing, how did you feel? Uh, relieved. Um, I don't feel like it was like I unlocked anything. You know what I mean? But again, it was like I'm just setting the tone. That's that's my whole thing is like setting the tone. You know what I mean? Like I, I have always wanted to be a husband, and I have always wanted to be a father, and I think that's probably why. I've taken so long to get to this step because I didn't know everything about myself. I didn't know everything about what I was going to be in that role, but I wanted to make sure I had as much complete and figured out by the time I got there. And so when I got the approval from the people that she was closest to, I think that's when reality kind of set in. It was just like, oh crap, now I actually have to 
get on a knee and then see if she's going to want to. Mm. But interesting. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, I, I am traditional, not conservative, but I have. I have traditions that I like, you know. I like that for you. Traditional. Woo! I see where she was coming from, and like I never meant to disrespect her in that way. You know what I mean? I think in my mind it's it was just something such that an I old had to school do. concept in yeah. the the giving away of it. But I do think that there is merit in the you declaring your intentions to her support system you know what i mean and so you know from that level less of like oh do i have your permission to marry your daughter i don't think i'd want somebody to ask my dad that but i would want somebody to go to him and be like hey this is how i feel about her this is the life that i want to create with her um and i just want to share that with you so that we can all be in alignment cool that would feel good to me yeah yeah that would feel great. I think he'd respect it. When I was a kid, my dad would be like, so if you trying to do something, like we'd have to make presentations to state our intentions and, and our plans and all that shit. So I think he would really appreciate somebody coming with that PowerPoint on why, why they love me so much. <laughs> you notice in this first slide, <laughs> this first slide you can see five year plan. That, During the- that is going to be a requirement. <laughs> I've had a CG animation rendition of our first date. You can see here. And then when they fumble, oh, you know, it's not accurate. Let me start over. Let me start over. The camera cuts here because I went back and fucked her on the first date. But we, we told yeah. you it wasn't until two months in. So you just going to have me out here just, just being a loosey goosey in these streets? You would never. My husband. You would never. I, on the other hand, me and Vita. <laughs> okay. All right. Can we? Can I... Yes. All right. Well, we're CCG, years. You're up. We're talking about relationships still, but my question, and I just I'm gonna pull this up because I want to ask it the correct way that I wrote it. Um, who has it worse during the breakup? men or women, and the reference point for this question. I had seen something on the internet, of course, of course, um, but it was just like a little small thing. Uh, and it was something like what men want men. women to know women. about men. Stuff. Women. <laughs> men. Their little emotion um, gland just runs wild. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is it? Emotion gland is nuts. Um. Oh shit. Where is it? Where is it? There was this thing, and it was. Damn. Wow. It's the lack of preparation for me. No, because I was prepared, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I'm not gonna drop the link because I wanted." Because it was too many things coming up, but now it looks like the whole post has just fucking disappeared. I should have dropped the link. Golly. Or and it was this it. whole thing, and it was like, yeah. Did I screenshot it? I thought about it. Um, essentially, the thing said that men have it worse in um, 
when there's a breakup because they don't have emotional support systems um, to actually get through uh, the relationship. Or so, oh, here it is. Hold on, hold on. Here it is. It's hard to get over you after a breakup. We don't really have emotional support systems in place to rely on. And a lot of men have small social circles. So losing someone means a lot to us. And there was something else I'd seen somewhere else, something saying something similar, like men feel more deeply, blah, blah, blah. So I just figured I'd bring it to the space and ask you fellas. Um, he, in speaking for men, said we have small social circles and not we don't have support systems. Don't really have emotional support systems mm. in place to rely on, which is why it's hard to get over a woman after a breakup. And because hmm. their social circles are small, losing someone in their circle means a lot. The percentage of how many people you've lost is significantly greater. Uh, I, so what to say? I'm going to say women, uh, and I'm going to be highly toxic in this answer, but as it Israel is. just heard, uh, y'all's little emotional gland just runs wild, just pumping out every emotion known to the human body. Just, oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I'm still in love. Oh, I can make it work. Oh, I hate him. I never want to see him again. To, oh, I need him back in my life. What am I doing? What are we doing? What's he doing right now? While men, I feel like, are just like, oh, man, that fucking sucks. Uh, well, I'm going to go plow these streets, and then I'll figure it out next time. <laughs> I mean, that's my wrong. answer. You're not wrong. Next question. I, I Next tell, question. You know, I think that men do have it worse, and and I think that the person whoever wrote whatever that was, um, I think they hit it on the head because we don't often have that place to go to when our heart is broken, because mm -hmm. we're often told that what we should just do is go fuck somebody else to get over it. Mm -hmm. But we never really allow ourselves to get to get over it. My going into therapy was because of such, uh, like such a tremendous heartbreak. Like I was like, "Oh, I really fucked up this time," mm -hmm. and it was that allowed myself to go through those emotions, mind you, with a therapist that allowed me to see Oops, my wrongs. That's a T word. You gotta we appreciate the T word. Go. <laughs> that, that allowed that allowed me to see my wrongs. But when I tell you, ooh, I, I mean, I ugly cried. And, I'm, and she probably cried too, even though I'm the one that did wrong because uh, of the betrayal. She probably cried on that. But man, just going through going through life with just going, oh, you don't feel nothing. You don't feel nothing. Just keep it moving was nuts. It's fucking insane. Miss CTG, what happened? You just caught a chill during yeah. Israel's testimony? You never, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I did just get a quick chill. Hey, my wow. mom is here. I don't know. Mm. Hey, know. thanks for coming to the show. It's it's my dad. <laughs> oh, they would totally have a great time. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You just pull it like, hey, 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 hey little <laughs> sugar mama. How you doing? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Interesting. I'll, I'll say this. In my own experiences... It takes me a very long time to get over relationships. I would say uh, unhealthily a long amount of time. Like I, I've held on to relationships for, I used to have a theory that it was like, it takes 20% of the total time that you guys were together to get over a relationship. 
I found that was not true. It was it was almost like 100% matched. Like if we were together for three years, it almost took me three years to get over it. Um, I don't know if that would be the case anymore because because of therapy, I feel like uh, I've actually been able to solve some of those questions. But I mean, like, I, yeah, against my previous answer, I, it really effed me up because like I don't get in relationships that often because I wanted to be so sure when I get in a relationship that just in case we see ourselves getting married, I can see that with this person. Like I'm always that intentional before I ask you to be in a monogamous relationship with me, a committed relationship rather that, um, that I can see that I don't need to have the ring bar or like the date or anything, but just like, Hey, can I kind of see it? Yeah. All right. And so I think that's why, cause I mean, like when I fall, I'm, I'm a hundred percent all in, I am, I'm a hundred percent in, I'm a romantic. Like I like to go big with gestures, like not necessarily expensive, but like I will intimately get to know you and reward you in that sense. And then when I feel like I failed at doing that, it fucks me up from a personal perspective. So Maybe is is right, but I'm gonna keep my first answer what it is. Fuck is a maybe. I got I am right. <laughs> Come on, man. You felt it. The toxic Say that. version of B Todd is like fuck. You that felt shit. it. Nah, had to you bring felt some toxic. You felt that heartbreaking then you just have nowhere to put it. Yeah. There was nowhere to put it. And so what we do is we put our dick in things. But that's not healing. That's fucking That's not healing. Yeah, that's distraction. That's distraction. It's mm-hmm. a band-aid over the gunshot wound in our heart. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in your case, Aww. stab wounds. Multiple stab I wounds. Multiple. You took the fucking noise out of my mouth. Yep. And ran right through my phone with them. <laughs> you stole my heart and ran through my phone. Stole my heart and ran through my phone. Slashed Man. me up. I mean, I will say I do think that to your original toxic point about women feeling all the emotions, if feeling your feelings is considered having it hard through a breakup, then sure, you know, women, we're going to have all those feelings. But I also think that depending on how the relationship ends and why it ends, I do think that once women have made the decision that we're complete, it is a lot easier for us to release the attachment to the relationship than it is for men Mm. if especially if we're the ones who are ending it um yeah and that's just from my own experience of um you know relationships being complete maybe i'll Mm. you know maybe that's just me you know like i'll feel the feelings i'll be sad but i also can get to that space and i think you know because i also feel like if you love somebody that never goes away like love it love doesn't die in that sense it just maybe gets a little smaller and it's not as strong and it's not as like pulling and all of that but like I still care about everybody that I've been in a relationship with but I also can get to that space where it's like I can care about you and not want to be in a relationship with you right or be like connected to you or want that's to a huge to you even you know that's a huge realization too because those lines yeah. can be blurred yeah, because it's like you can be comfortable with somebody, you can really love them and care about them and enjoy them and like them, but it doesn't mean that the relationship is what need, what you need and what serves you. Yeah. And so it's like, 
I feel like when you can get to that space of understanding, okay, um, this particular dynamic did not work out or is not serving me, it doesn't change who they are, and it also is not a reflection on me being this type of person or that type or less than or whatever. When you can get to that space, then that's a really beautiful place to be in. Um, and so I just, you know, I don't know. I think men aren't allowed to be as introspective, and so it's harder for them to get there with their feelings. I agree. I, I, I've always had a support system, an emotional support system. So that was where I just like didn't agree with that guy. Um, but mm -hmm. I also realize I'm probably in a lot smaller camp. Cause I mean, I, I guess I did have some sort of foundation of therapy and cognitive, emotional, behavioral kind of therapy growing up when, you know, as a child of divorce. So we went to group therapy, group therapy, uh, at a church as a program called rainbows. And that, program was really, really successful for me. And I loved it. And I was like, pimped out as their little like spokes kid for a while, I would go give speeches at fundraisers to help get them more money because of my Hi, I'm I've been performing my, my whole Brandon. life. You have no idea in all these different pockets. Um, the rainbow. I am a rainbow. But I mean, I, I guess because of that early foundation, I'm, oh my god, fucking assholes. And <laughs> shit, I can't believe I started a podcast with these motherfuckers. I really regret my decisions in life right now. You know that was perfect. You know it was perfect. I'm a yeah. rainbow. I'm a rainbow. <laughs> you gotta do the rainbow. Wish I had a sound effect for that. Are you guys, are either one of y'all serial daters? I don't think you are, but just to be. <clears throat> Do you consider yourself serial daters like Not even, out of one no. relationship? Definition. Yeah. No. Please. Serial fucker. Serial. You get out of one relationship and you're in the next one within like, uh, we'll just say a very short amount of time. No. Shorter than. <laughs> Do you know no. what I'm talking about when I talk about serial daters though? Do you know yes. people who are just like bounced from relationship to relationship? Yeah. They can't be by themselves. Yeah. For sure. No. I need my space. I need to decompress. All of that. I mean, I have, you... have I had bouts of, you know, a little overlappage? Sure. But in general practice, no. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I, I can only speak on the outside because none of us are. But, like, I feel like in a, when someone serial dates like that, you have no time to process and close off the previous relationship before opening yourself yeah. up into the next one. And in my mind, theoretically, you are just in one long relationship, essentially kind of with yep. yourself. Like, um, and it's a bad one because I agree with you. I, I, I think serial daters hate the thought of being alone so much that they are willing to fall in love with whoever not to make them That's like crazy i don't even think they fall in love they just get allowed fall in like attached yeah they just get attached yeah, yeah. that's my thought mm. Mm. Woo. good episode so, what you got Vita? what's your what's your what you got for us well i'm glad that you asked i want to know do long distance relationships really work what mm. are your thoughts? Like, what is the definition of work? Mm, can they be successful? Can they? Yeah. I, Wait, what? <laughs> does I'm it just saying, fail? Because I feel like, can, is it 
does worth mean that they end up in marriage or does it mean that this? the two of you in this grew together and had a no. beautiful situation? Can both people truly be happy in a long distance relationship? The full happiness that a relationship can provide, can it, can it exist? Can it work in long distance scenarios? Does I it? personally, I, my, 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 my inclination is to lean towards no. Because I think part of the point of a relationship, a romantic relationship, is that you desire to actually share your life with somebody. And it's hard to share your life with somebody that you only see on intervals of time. You know, whether that's every couple of weeks to every couple of months to people who do it every six months to a year. Like, you're not, yeah, we can talk about it and we can have all the conversations and I can fill you in, but it's a lot different. Um, it's a lot different experience telling you about it versus like you actually doing it with me or you being there to have, you know what I'm saying? Like being physically in the space to like share a space together and, and, you know, argue in the same space and figure out how we work back together. You know, like all of that, I just think it's a little bit different. So, um, I think it can have moments where it does serve for sure because relationships they, you know, have purposes and in, in, in all different functions and forms. But as a romantic, I want to share my life with you situation is for me, it's a no. Okay. I've never been in a long distance relationship or even like close to one. Like the closest has been like, oh, you live in the same borough, but not in the same neighborhood. So I, I yeah. wouldn't know. I mean, I. You've only ever dated girls in the Bronx? Is that what you're saying? No, but like in Queens, but you're like on. Harlem like, to Brooklyn is a long distance relationship. Yeah, like in, in New York, in New York, in New York, a different. I feel like it was a valid hour commute. I got, yeah. I got another, I got another story. I definitely broke up with this girl and oh told her God. I don't do long distance relationships because I moved from the Bronx to Queens and she was still in the Bronx. I was like, yeah, I don't think it worked. I got I got school. I don't know if it's gonna work. <laughs> Distance I, relationship. I broke up. I broke up. The same like mayor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was mayor. It was the mayor of getting out of there. But I broke up. You used the same home, train. Um, but I, I've never been in one. I wouldn't want to be in one though, uh, because I need sex <gasps> and a certain level of physicality. Um, and if I I don't want to put myself in a position where I go outside of the relationship to go get it because it's not possible. There's only so much jerking off you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it'll save you a lot of heart heartache to just, to just beat your meat. But like, if I'm seeing you like two times every four or five months, like, uh, bro. Yeah. And then, and then like, there's also certain things that happen, right? There's going to be arguments in every relationship and especially in ones that, don't involve you all being around each other a lot. There's still gonna be arguments. It's much Dada. harder. It's much harder to get past that argument. Oh, Israel! Much. It's much harder to get past that argument or to at least resolve an issue when you're not together. So, mm-hmm. like, for me to look you in your face to understand. Sometimes it's the small things that hurt, but I wouldn't realize that until I see that hurt on you. And sure, yeah. FaceTime helps out, but. Like in person, when you're hearing somebody tell you, like, yo, this really bothers me. 
and you can feel yeah. that pain in them, it does something. Whereas over the phone, I'd be like, bro, first of all, if I'm over the phone, I got my AirPods in and I'm definitely playing a game on my phone. <laughs> like, 100%. 100%. So that that loses it. And I and for those reasons, I'd probably be like, I wouldn't even want to put you through that. Like, it, I would not want to put you through that. I wouldn't even, as as unemotional as I am, I would not want to go through that emotional roller coaster. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think everything can exist in theory and with the right circumstances. But for me, it's a no. Like, I, I mm-hmm. in the context of can both people truly be happy? I don't believe so. I think there's a lot of sacrifice that has to go into maintaining a long distance relationship. And I think there's like cases where they have to be done. And that much I understand that is just life. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it can be a two to three year scenario. And in that case, if we can make it through those two to three years, cool. But that's not the majority of our relationship being long distance. For me, I need, I need touch, man. I'm I'm a very physical expressor of my uh, love and like that is physical touch is definitely one of my love languages and um, fuck I hate talking on the phone man god damn like have you ever been in an argument in a long distance relationship and you just want to like you have I've you have no idea what to do with that phone when you're so mad like forget if, if you could flip it close fine but there are times where you just want to destroy your phone just I can't, I can't do it, man. I mean, I've, uh, I've been so long distance to where we were both in different countries for a while. And that was brutal. Like if you have any sort of trust issues, they are magnified. If you have any communication issues, they are magnified. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, I agree. I agree that relationships are meant for people to enjoy and experience life together. And I think that, you know, for me anyways, I need to be close to you. Can I like see you every two weeks? Sure. But like, if it's to that point where it's like, we are like on a quarterly schedule or some shit, like I'll see you once a month or yeah, that's hard, man. That's hard. Cause I'm building stronger relationships with the people I'm actually hanging out with and it's easier to relate my day to and my whole life experience with them. But yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about like, if you can develop a connection with somebody where you are, like you can communicate well with them. Like, you know, I've tried the long distance thing and, and the communication piece when you're on the same page and you enjoy actually like talking and sharing and hearing from that other person, that can be, it does feel really beautiful. But the downside is when it's like, you also, those moments when you are together aren't real life because you have to make them special. You can't, you don't want to go and actually hash out an issue because you're like, well, I'm only here for three days. So I'm going to just enjoy it. And I'm going to pretend that nothing is wrong. Oh, or man, I'm going to just do this. Huge. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can't, it's not oh, real life in a relationship right. because then it's always like, you really want to just spend wild. the time we have together arguing? Yes, right. I do. Yes, I do. Because I can't have this conversation with you over the phone. Or the but alternative also, is that so you I do don't. end up getting together and like 
the whole time together. It's it's that first day you get into a fight and all of your fights come out in that one. You have a weekend out of every yeah. three months, you get one weekend and you argue on the first day. Oh my fucking God. And then you can't God. wait to go back to your side of the country or the state or the region, whatever. Like mm-hmm. you, it almost enforces, it I just, cannot wait to get my space back. Just to get back over there and go, I really miss this person again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I'm so sorry, there's, baby. it's, it's just not like, it's not real. I mean, it is yeah. real. But it also isn't real life. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's it's like you can be an amazing person, um, the most handsomest, you know, the most kindest, all of that. But it's like. But if you can't well, experience if, it. If you can't pop up on me on a Tuesday night, like I just, I don't know. It right. ain't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to be for me anymore. Yeah. Tried it. Yeah. Been there and done that. I want to say to anybody who's listening that if you are in a long distance relationship and that all three of us poo pooed on it, I I do respect and support <laughs> your communication <laughs> and preference of love. I really do because I know there's somebody who's listening right now who's in a long distance relationship and it's probably hard and I get that. And if you're making yeah. it work, God bless you. We salute yeah. you. We are just saying we know it's a lot harder than ones that are proximal. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Not trying to downplay, but like I said, I've tried it. Bit tried it. Gave it the good For try. Sure. For loved sure. him. All of that. But it's like it just when push came to shove, your initial question, like, are both people really, really happy? The right. answer was no. Right. You know. Right. So. Amazing. Yeah. That's that. Are we that's it. complete? This feels good. This felt like a good little chitty chat today. We really, really did a great job today. Everybody's <laughs> excited. Listen, the crowd's going wild. Uh, no, please, please. Black Oprah. Black Oprah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the show. Oh, you know what? No, not that one. Let's get the traditional one. What am I even thinking? Don't forget to look for us Instagram at Mansers Pod. Email us the Mansers Pod. Talk to podcast for the better tomorrow. And we will see you next week. Mansers. Microphones in the clouds, no headphones, we lost. We're just getting to get some water, roaches hanging over the bars.